I think I'm recording now. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Okay. Welcome to episode two of Half Blind Hecklers. Today, <laughs> we're talking about free speech, freedom of expression, and what else? I think that's it. Um, we're talking about that in relation to coronavirus and governments yeah. uh, not wasting a crisis. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, so to start off, we're going to clarify what the Canadian law and what the legal terms involving freedom of expression and freedom of speech are. Uh, freedom of expression is recognized as a human right under Article 19 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and recognized in international human rights law in the International Covenant on Civil and Political Bit of a mouthful. <laughs> All sources in the uh, description. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, it states that everyone should have the right to hold opinions without interference, and everyone shall have the right to freedom of expression. This right shall include freedom to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas of all kinds, regardless of frontiers, either orally, in writing, or in print, in the form of art, or through any other media of their choice. Freedom of speech pertains specifically to speech and is a fundamental principle of the United States Constitution as the First Amendment. Freedom of speech cannot be curtailed based on subjective interpretations of harm, whereas freedom of expression can be curtailed on the basis of the form of expression being deemed hurtful without better reason. Now, of course, hurtful without better reasoning is a point of contention because someone can deem what you have to say hurtful without better reasoning, even if it is even if you have the right to hold that opinion. Now, in Canada, we have, of course, several examples of freedom of expression not being a complete right and being curtailed. Um, a while ago in 2003, we had Bill C-250, where any sorts of homophobia or any talk like that, including using scripture, was seen as a potential source of hate speech. Uh, a few years ago, we also had B Bill C-16, which was a, a form of compelled speech, which is, of course, even worse than a lack of freedom of speech, because yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You are, if you're compelling someone what to say, mm -hmm. then they have no control over what they are actually saying, and their opinion is null and void. And then, of course, a few years ago, we also had a comedian by the name of Mike Ward, and he somewhat poke fun, somewhat was being funny towards a singer with a illness, and that singer took offense to it and took it in front of the Human Rights Tribunal, and that individual was fined $42,000, so, which I find... Well, so hold on, so hold on. <laughs> Someone was offended by a joke, mm -hmm. and they went to the human rights tribunal and said hey i can sue this guy i can find this guy right and they're like yes yes you can because hurtful without better reasoning is a subjective interpretation welcome to canada ladies and gentlemen of course even even these videos if someone saw them and was hurt by them or had their feelings hurt then they could try and declare these videos hurtful without better reason. Mm, yeah. And we can be declared hate speech. Yeah, well, but we have... okay. you're going 
you have something to say a little bit more in regards to Canadian media legislation and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so especially in relation to that second thing you mentioned, not the UN thing, but the other thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the thing with the long name that I don't want to say. Um, the ICCPR. Yeah, so sp- specifically in there, <laughs> there's a section which says, by any means they choose. Okay. Now, I can stand on the street corner, and I can, you know, yell about something that's bothering me, um, or I can talk about it online, or I can talk to my buddies about it, doesn't matter. I, supposedly, I have the right to be able to go out and say what, anything that needs to be said. Now, to begin with, Canada doesn't have a extremely strong freedom of speech um, legislation. That said better than a lot of places but definitely not on par with the u.s i can say that much now it's also not on par with the ideal which is more so the the un and the iccpr did i say that right yes okay (laughs) so these these freedoms are already kind of curtailed in canada which is a problem don't get me wrong um but there's there's new legislation being proposed, which is rather concerning. So there's a it's called the BLTR, uh, the BTLR, one of the two. Anyway, this legislation, which I'm showing you on screen right now, it th- there's a couple things it does. One of the things it does is it, and I'm not going to go into the legal jargon of it because it's very legalese. Um, but there are some sections which imply that, uh, there are going to be trusted news organizations, right? They're going to, um, news organizations are going to be forced to, or sorry, aggregators. So things like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, they are going to be required to push to the top, quote unquote, you know, proper, reliable news sources. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that's a problem. That's a problem in and of itself. That and, and <laughs> yeah. Now, now the other thing, though, I, I think I think that is one level. So there's another problem, which is that it also makes Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all these big guys, responsible for the content that their users put on their site, which is a much larger problem. Because imagine, yeah. you know, you can imagine right now, you know, some guy like Alex Jones, you know, well, he's not on YouTube anymore, but you know. Not too long ago, <laughs> yeah. not too long ago, he was on YouTube and he said all these crazy things, and yeah. um, you know YouTube was not responsible for it. You know they could say, "Hey, listen, like we are hosting him, but we're yeah. not, we're not agreeing with him. We're not, like we we are not." Just put a, of course, just put a disclaimer at the front. It's like the views of this host or this vi- channel do not represent the views of YouTube, the views of Google Incorporated. Of course, of, and, like, and I think that goes without saying, honestly. Oh. Um, but but that would actually be enforced under these new recommendations. Now, the one recommendation which I will read exactly, because it it's legalese isn't too bad, is that it also will require anyone wanting to do like news and information, even on the internet. So even independent journalists, even people like us who are just political junkies who want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, we would require a license under this new recommendation. So, so take a look at this. So, 
This is recommendation 56 of the BLTR or BTLR. BTLR, I think, is what it is. Um, I've got uh, links to this PDF in the description. Yeah. Recommendation 56. We recommend that the existing licensing regime, and yes, they do use the word regime, in the Broadcasting Act be accompanied by a registration regime. This would require a person carrying on a media content undertaking by means of the internet to register unless otherwise exempt. Those carrying on a media content undertaking by means other than the internet would continue to require a license unless otherwise exempt. <coughs> now, I don't know about you, but if the bar to entry to talk about your thoughts on politics in any kind of public forum is you mm. have to get a license. How many people do you think are going to do that? And of course, a license that's distributed and managed by the government. And of course, uh -huh. they have the ability to take away said license. Of course, if they don't agree with your political viewpoints, then because they're the ones that are in charge of distributing said licenses, mm -hmm. they are equally in charge of taking them away. And so they can deplatform you with immense ease. Mm -hmm. So, so one thing, one thing I'd like to point out, um, in case anyone, I don't know why, but let's let's suppose that someone who tends to be very liberal, let's say you voted for Trudeau and you're watching this. Imagine Andrew Shear having that power, and now imagine how much you might hate it. Or imagine even Trump having that power. Right, yeah. No, that's a great example. That's a great example. Like, we're already call calling him a fascist and worse than Hitler. <laughs> Why would you want the government to have that power if someone like Trump, who is loudspoken and <laughs> I don't always agree with everything that he says, but he, like, he is a fan of free speech and he is not a fan of censorship. Mm -hmm. Whereas the liberal government that we have in power is not huge fans of free speech and they are huge fans of censorship and government compelled speech mm -hmm. and government compelled ideas mm -hmm. in fact i would even say that the liberal party of today is really a mockery of what liberalism is really about oh yeah which yeah, which, the which whole liberal I, conservative I have... dynamic yeah. has the the terms are a little bit uh, swapped over well, in, in a very weird way yeah. just like okay yes we want to maintain traditional values mm -hmm. the family structure mm -hmm. but in terms of rights and freedoms mm -hmm. we're fairly conservative and we're fairly liberal yeah in terms yeah we yeah. want yeah. everybody to have equal access to rights as yeah. long as they don't have any other extraneous factors like mental illness which might take away their right to own a gun, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like any of those extraneous things. But we want people, the government to primarily exist as a function of protecting life, liberty, and property. Yeah. And excessive control of the government does not align with what we want to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I, I have a few friends who told me that they either voted for Trudeau or would have voted for Trudeau if they weren't so busy. Um, and they, they said to me one day, I, I sat down with them and I talked and I said, like, like, how do you feel about Trudeau? And they're like, honestly, like, I am conflicted. Like, I don't, like, I don't like Sheer and I, do, I would never vote for the conservatives. But that said, like, Trudeau 
is a meme of what I actually believe about yeah. the world. You know, it's it's so fake and and uh, you know silver spoon up his ass type. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not the real it's not the real it's not what I signed up for. That's like when I think of a yeah. liberal, that is not what I imagine. And I I agree with them. I was like, yep, I'm with you here. Like I I, I yeah. can't disagree with you there. Like even my. <laughs> my my discord profile picture mm-hmm. it's happy april here's a fool that's <laughs> <laughs> a picture of trudeau yes this um april is over but on I know, first I, this I, guy this guy right else. here he made he a... here's a murder bee <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this this btlr thing um it was so insane to uh, a businessman who works out of Ontario that he actually started a petition to the government through his local representative to get this stopped, to get this blocked. Um, There's a, again, links in description. There's an e-signing page. Uh, They'll send you an email to confirm that you really want to sign this. Um, And I would encourage anyone who is who is strong in like internet freedoms and Mm -hmm. anyone who's ever like read something by edward snowden or the electronic frontier foundation and gone yeah i like that and i like you know people being able to say what they want on the internet if you're if if you at all support even even just supportive of of independent media and independent voices in general Mm -hmm. because this entire legislation is just trying to suppress independence mm-hmm. and trying to push conformity yeah it's and this you're infected in all forms yeah because it's, it's this really weird it goes exactly opposed to basic human rights mm-hmm. it's this very and... weird time where the the traditional media which is dying frankly mm-hmm. um uh, you know people aren't watching cnn people aren't yeah. watching uh, NBC. People aren't watching Fox News. People aren't watching this stuff anymore. Um, what they yeah, want, or at least they certainly aren't watching it on TV. If they are watching it, they're watching what the little snippets they post on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and, and I haven't had any sort of cable mm-hmm. since I moved out of my parents' house. Mm-hmm, yeah, I've just had internet. Yeah, and 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 so we're we're in this weird place where old media is dying. And it's being replaced by lots of independent, you know, just people with ideas. And, um, you know, these are people like Joe Rogan or Tim Pool or Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro or Dave Rubin, Dave Rubin, David Pakman, you know, any of these guys. Yeah, a whole bunch of people with a just, huge just swath they're of just, opinions and yep, ideas. Yeah, exactly. But they exactly. all accept the idea that everyone should be entitled to have their opinion and to voice it. Mm-hmm. And the only, there are only, there are very few organizations and people that have an incentive to stop that. And that uh-huh. is traditional media. The stuff that is dying, yeah. they are trying to, they are trying to cement their place by saying, well, we're reliable and we like, look at what we've done for you. Don't you trust us? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and I think it's a very, I think it's a very almost creepy, um, yeah, thing it's... that's going on with all this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it almost feels like, uh, the government's in the pocket of the CBC. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe the other way around. Yes. Well, yeah, but 
same thing doesn't matter the <laughs> federal government for a very long time yeah so it and it's actually been a puppet mm-hmm. or a yeah a puppet of the liberal party for mm-hmm. the last 25 years or so yeah and i would and i would also make the same claim uh on a lot of u.s traditional media you know <clears throat> cnn msnbc uh, all these yeah. guys you know they're they're puppets they're puppets for the people that own them for the the, the advisors at the top we're not yeah we're not Tim Pool's not Ben Shapiro's not, you know, all like no. um, David Pakman certainly isn't right. They're, all these guys are just they're just guys with ideas and and people who believe in their ideas and they say let's get together and let's make a show and let's tell people yeah. about our ideas and let's let's find sure. new information and give it to people. Mm-hmm. This is what's this is what's coming up. This is what's replacing traditional media, and they want mm-hmm. to cement their place. It's they want to cement their place, and they want to cement their control. Yeah, and that is bad. <laughs> and that is bad. Nobody has the respect for open dialogue should even come close to supporting this. It should be outright rejected, I and it should be getting zero votes in any House of Parliament or Senate floor. Well. We can petition. <laughs> yes. Please, of course, if you feel compelled to, please fill out and sign the petition. And if you want to promote it further, uh, you can go talk to your MPs. Yeah. And you can even t- talk to your member of provincial parliaments about freedom of speech in your own provinces. But this is a good start. I, I absolutely agree. Um, the other thing we we're going to talk about, um, or well, I wanted to talk about it anyway. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned Bill C-16, which was, it's an older yes. piece of legislation that got passed. Um, now, the essence of it, the, the or, or I suppose the, the problem with it is that it functionally did very little, right? In theory, it was supposed to simply add uh, gender expression to a list yeah. of other things that you cannot discriminate for so you can't discriminate for disability your skin color or religion or whatever and then you know it added uh sexual expression now in a theory this is great and in in fact i don't think i would oppose it on the surface Um, okay the the issue was that there was some there was like some attached legislation to it because bills aren't just one thing or something i don't know i I'm not smart about well, this. Bills, bills when, when they come before the Senate or before the House of Commons, mm-hmm. they tend to be exceptionally long-winded affairs. Uh, and it's typically in the fine print, like 20 pages down the line, mm-hmm. that they try and say or push what they really want to push. Yeah. Like Trudeau did with the uh, Federal Economic Response Plan. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we were introducing curb and increasing EI, but then further down in the bill, he also said they also tried to say that they could tax and spend without government approval until 2022. Without parliamentary approval. Yes, parliamentary yeah. approval. Yeah, and yeah. So it's actually the fine print, a few pages down. Yeah. So so Bill C16 on its surface seems like reasonable legislation. However, a few yeah. pages down in the fine print, there is a section which essentially says that it it is a crime to purposefully misgender somebody yes now don't don't get me wrong here maybe you know 
maybe it matters. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter so much that you're that it's that it's worth you know arguing with some guy about it, right? It, you know, if if you're never gonna see this guy again, maybe just leave it. But that said, that yeah. said, to mm-hmm. make it illegal yes. to be a dick, or or even to state a factual thing, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're the same thing. Um, to to yeah. to be able to be jailed. Oh, yeah. for, for saying something like that. And this is what this is what or Jordan Peterson pointed out. Like yeah, that. yeah. So this is what Jordan Peterson pointed out. He pointed out, he said, I won't do it. It's yeah. not because I don't respect these people. It's not because I, you know, whatever. It, it, like, like I, 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 I'm not gonna, like, argue about transgenderism here. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I don't want it to be forced. Mm-hmm. And if you force it on me, I will go to jail for not listening. And if I yeah. go to jail, I'll go on a hunger strike because this isn't mm-hmm. going to happen. I won't let it happen. And when he yeah. said that, because he works for the U of T, yeah. uh, the U of T was like, yeah, we really don't want you saying that because what you're saying might actually be illegal. And he's like, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that what I'm saying might be illegal is actually the point of what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And that is a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. totally. And yeah, hey, that got passed. So, what's next? Yeah, like I, whenever I was talking to somebody about this bill, they're like, "Oh, what's the big deal? Like, you can just use the preferred pronoun." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, if you're forcing me to use your preferred pronoun, my preferred pro- pronoun is His Royal Majesty, and now you're forced <laughs> to do it by law. Do you like mm-hmm. that? No, of course, because that's stupid." <laughs> <laughs> um, can I make a very not family friendly joke? Okay, sure. Okay, so <laughs> we can cut this out if we need to, but <laughs> um, there was a comedian who was talking about this legislation, and mm-hmm. he's a very bombastic comedian. And he said, you know, what if I could craft my pronoun in a way that would also be considered hate speech? Right, so what if my pronoun itself was hate speech? And he's like, so I want my pronoun to be Justin Trudeau is a faggot. <laughs> and and he's like, if I say that, that means if you don't call me it, it's hate speech. But if you do, it's also hate speech. <laughs> if you lose, lose, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> bad, bad, bad joke over. Joke <laughs> over, Made. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's what we wanted to address within this clip. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a, we've got another clip coming up um, about uh, these doctors in California that had their video taken down by YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to re-upload it here, and we're going to leave some sources for you to go check yeah. out yourself, make sure we're not editing anything, whatever, you know, yeah. be open. Um, and I think that that's about all we got this week, eh? No, we had the we had the fines within Canada <gasps> and talking about oh, public my yes, okay, public protests. Yes, yes, stuff like that. yeah, okay, okay. So I'm gonna start with the one in in our city. So sure, we live in Calgary. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but we live in Calgary, and yeah. in our city, this is. This legitimately, I'm shocked that this has happened. Some some buddies 
okay? Some buddies get together. They're six feet apart. Yeah. Remember this. They're following the rules. Yeah, they're in a park. Even while following the rules. <laughs> in an open park. Yeah. Okay, this isn't a closed park. Some of our parks reopened this weekend. Yeah. They were sitting, doing a picnic with some burritos. Okay, I, I love it. You know, I already love it. Like, this appeals, oh, yeah. to, this appeals to my college students so much. Just picnic burritos. Yeah, and maybe one of our videos, once we're, once the quarantine is over, we'll just, like, film ourselves eating burritos. That <laughs> is a good idea. <laughs> so Be like, rest us now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to I wanna get, like, I want it to be kind of, I want it to be a trend. I want everyone to just start eating burritos in the park, you know? <laughs> um, so, the parks will smell so bad. <laughs> just everyone's everyone's farts is just making yeah, it gross now no one wants to be in the park it smells like cow so now the park will be open but nobody wants to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway the point of this is the, the yes. roundabout way of what i'm trying to say is they're sitting they're following the rules okay uh -huh. they're following all the rules they got contactless delivery from this burrito place did everything yep. right and officers came by, asked for their IDs, and fined them twelve hundred dollars each yep. for following the rules. And in the in the report, it says that they were, and I quote, had flagrant disregard yep. for the social distancing policies. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, you know. I'll tell you what flagrant disregard is. <laughs> you want to? You want to see that? I can show you that. But we're not gonna. That's not family friendly. <laughs> yeah. But no. But for real, like these guys are getting ticketed for for following mm -hmm. the rules. Like if you're getting ticketed oh, yeah. for following the rules, I don't even want to know what happens when someone disagrees with this. You know. Yeah. It's it's just ridiculous, and of course, incidents like this have become commonplace. You hear about them almost every day across North America. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just last week, there was an elderly couple who was 93 who was given a ticket because they put a lawn chair on the beach because it was so-called an act of permanence and that was a violation of a stay-at-home <laughs> order. And it's just like, are you insane? Why would you try and enforce this? Like, what kind of a brain-dead bootlicker do you have to be to say, oh yeah, I'm just going to enforce this and I'm going to give you a ticket. It's like, what level of corruption do you have? And mm. that should challenge you. Mm. Yeah. Boot, <laughs> because boot, boot, boot. like the, the article that I that I found yesterday uh -huh. was that in Canada, we've had about 4,500 tickets that have been handed out for coronavirus and social distancing fines. Wow. And those have all added up to $5.8 million. But of course, when you divide that, that's about twelve hundred dollars per case. On average, on average, they were twelve hundred, which tells you how flagrant and how excessive these tickets are becoming, mm -hmm. and how it's becoming a notion of fear to go outside. Yeah, and how the government is imposing: if you go outside, you might not have to fear this virus, but you will have to fear us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you know, the, 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 uh, the Trudeau administration has to make up their money somehow. <laughs> I know. All these tax and spends and, like, <laughs> Well, did <laughs> you know? Okay, I, I learned this recently. I had no idea. 
when uh, when Trudeau was initially uh, going up for election, he went on a platform of explicit uh, overspending mm-hmm. and debt. Yeah. I think we talked about that last week, actually. Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and and you can just you can look at the chart, and it's just like, you know, no, 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 no. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, th- this is what happens when you know you're using a, you're you're using a system which is under your control, that can make you money. Oh yeah, and, and like, it's, and it's like you yeah. can you can even do you can even make money. By restricting pre- people's freedoms under the guise of safety of the people, isn't uh-huh. that isn't that ooh that's that's just that's a spicy. It's, you it's know, a spicy form of abhorrence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, st- you know, Stalin would like a word with you. He wants to ask you. Oh, some well, questions. of course, Trudeau did say that he admired the Chinese government. Now it's playing paying off. Ah, well, you know what? Everything makes sense now. Yeah, so. <laughs> So, um, what other, do you have any other, like, stories from around the country that have um, people doing As far as stories from around the country, like, there aren't too many publicized stories in Canada. Yeah. Because I find that in, in relation to the United States and Canada, when it comes to our rights and our freedoms, Canadians tend to be a little bit of a docile doormat. Yep, the, well, that's... There hasn't been a single video account of any of these tickets mm. whereas in the united states when they hand these tickets it's like i'm going to record you mm-hmm. and not only am i going to be recording you i'm going to be on the phone with my lawyer and you can like go that go somewhere and i'll tell you how to get there <laughs> whereas in canada it's like okay i'll take my ticket maybe i'll fight it in court but who knows <laughs> it's like do you have no respect for your freedoms mm-hmm. and you're just totally okay with them being trampled on Like in the United States, there are hundreds of thousands of people protesting to reopen. Wow. In Canada, there have been, as far as I know, two. Two people? Two protests? No, two protests, and each had under 200 people. Yeah. Well, and uh, isn't... Some uh, criticized. Yeah, let's talk... Okay, so let's talk about... Because we were were talking about, um, like you know the social distancing stuff and how this might relate to protests mm-hmm. so what did doug ford say about the protesters well essentially because there of course there was an, a reopened toronto protest mm-hmm. and there weren't that many people that showed up but doug ford when he heard about this protest he essentially i just had it open and then i just switched to another page um, uh, he called them a bunch of yahoos. Yahoos. Wow, that's a bunch of yahoos. And Maybe it's like, like okay, they're a bunch of yahoos because they have a different opinion than you do in the relative safety of coronavirus versus the relative safety of returning to work and resuming the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he's fully entitled to have that opinion, but as a premier. You should not be saying, okay, you're a bunch of yahoos for exercising your opinion. Yeah. Well, and, and as far as I understand, the, the the protesters here in Canada have actually been following the social distancing rules. Oh, yeah. While they protesting. called them like wearing masks. And yeah. In the States, there's been a lot more 
um, like marching and there's no social distancing and barely anybody's wearing masks. Yeah, because yeah. Because they're fairly PO'd about all the stuff that's happening. Whereas in Canada, it's like, well, we'll just listen to the government and anybody who protests is a radical. And I'm just like, grow a pair seriously, honestly. <laughs> Do something about this. So like, I, I have, struggling. okay, hold on, hold on. I have a, this is a little bit of a more broad question, but I'd like to know your opinion on this. Do you think sure. that Canada's sort of docile political climate is due to the fact that we were not rebels? I think it has a lot to do with it, yes. Mm. Because, of course, the United States, they got really mad at what England was doing, and they decided, no, we've had enough of your crap, and we're going to have an open act of rebellion against you, and what you're going to do about it, and of course the Brits fought them for it, and the Americans somewhat won. And then they had their independence and they created a new constitution and new guidelines saying that they would not have a king, that they would have a democratically elected representative to represent the people. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Canada, years and years and years down the road, England was like, it's too much of a pain to govern you via distance. Yeah. <laughs> so go govern yourself. Yeah, more or, or less. It's been, like, when it comes down to okay, you need to like pick yourself up by your bootstraps and like get to work and do the hard things. Can Canadians can buckle down and do it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to standing up for what is right, standing up for what your rights are, yeah. Canadians in general are very passive. Yeah. And and I, I think it's I think it's just because the, the, the culture that we've inherited is just a more I guess traditionally conservative, mm-hmm. so to speak, culture. You know, one that's just like, well, you know what? Like things are okay the way they are. Let's mm-hmm. not. It's not about. It's a bit. It's it's about maintaining the status quo and not offending anybody. Yeah, yeah. That's why Canadians are always perceived as like the most polite people mm-hmm. and always the nicest. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with that when it comes down to They're there's something guys. wrong. Canadians need to deal with it in order to make their life better. Canadians, for the most part, really polite. Yeah. So, are Canadians just nice because they're scaredy cats? Is that what you're saying? Somewhat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually think that most people... have to stand up, especially to government forces, mm, yeah. Yeah. are afraid to do so in almost all circumstances. Yeah. I actually... Uh, I, I apply this more broadly. I, I deserve special treatment, and so I will march at every available opportunity. <laughs> Right. I'm Quebec and I need to be treated nice because I'm Quebec. <laughs> yeah, we're, we all have to talk about Quebec one day. That'll be a, <laughs> yes. That'll be a good thing. I'll my brother into that conversation. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I like, I like to apply that principle a little bit more broadly than political action. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that most people who are, who, who like come across as very nice and polite, um, yeah. they're just afraid. They're, mm-hmm. they're really just afraid to say anything that might rock the boat. They're, they're not yeah. actually virtuous in any way. They're just scared. Yeah. <laughs> or at least that's my experience. Maybe so I'm crazy, but... It's mm. an appearance of kindness and niceties because you don't want to alienate people. Mm-hmm. You want to make friends. You want to be the person, the people pleaser. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you want to stand up for what's right 
yeah. and what your rights are, sometimes you just got to say, screw it. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I started doing um, in political discussions recently, um, like in the like I'd say in the past six months since I moved to college. And uh, what I realized is that being a little bit more like bombastic with people, you know, just being like, you know what, you know, what's dumb and then just going off, you know, um, you know, not, not in a way where you're just cussing someone out, but just like being thoughtful about it, you know. When you when you do that, people actually like respect that. You know, they're like, oh, you know, he stands for something. Like even if I don't agree, like at least he stands for yeah. something. You know. Yeah, and well, like most people will respect you for it. Like there are, of course, certain people that will try and, of course, label you as a racist or a Nazi for having an opinion that's different than the status quo. Uh -huh. But those people are suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the? Uh, there's a. There's a. There's. A, I don't know. I don't know who said it, but there's something like. The people who mind don't matter, and the people who don't matter, and the people who matter don't mind. <laughs> oh look, the popo are setting themselves across the street again. Oh, it's like four days a week. Oh, like I said, Trudeau's got to make his money back somehow. <laughs> well, no, this is Nenshi making his money back. <laughs> oh, that's our mayor, by the way, guys. <laughs> Not very popular with the guys. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he was. I think he was pretty popular. Um, he was pretty popular, especially around the time of the flood. Yeah. And then his popularity has been dropping, but there hasn't really been a candidate of any real substance to oppose him. Yeah, we should talk about we should talk about city elections, Calgary city elections, sometime because that's a yeah, that's a niche enough category that there's no one talking about it. You know. That's coming up in twenty twenty one. City elections. Okay. Yeah, munis municipal elections. Usually, and city council usually happen in like the off years from provincial elections. Oh, and provincial I elections see. in that twenty nineteen. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because so, I, I feel like I feel like Nenshi was really liked by both progressives and economic conservatives. Yes, because he was he was very strong pro business pro privatization mm -hmm. kind of guy. Yeah, um, and then and then he was um, also like a gay guy, so. Yeah. Well, and he, he lost a lot of support in terms of, especially from, um, like, traditional liberals and social conservatives, oh. when he let Jews be beaten across from City Hall. What? Yeah, there was a, so this was back in, I think, 2014. There was a pro-Palestine rally. Yeah, okay, I heard about that. And then across the street, there was a very, very small, like seven, eight people, a pro-Israel rally. Mm -hmm. The police attended to make sure it was civil. Yeah. And then some people from the pro-Palestine rally went over to the pro-Israel rally and beat the crap out of them. And the police stood there and watched. No kidding. And then when Nenshi was called out, he's like, aren't you going to make a comment? Are you going to try and like say, no, this is awful? He stayed silent. Yeah, yeah, you'll lose a lot of support. If, if there wasn't even like any, there was not, okay, we need to be looking for these people. The only person who actually put out in the public that these are the people who we're looking for, and if you have any information, I will personally pay you, was Ezra Levant. Oh, the rebel guy? <laughs> put out a bounty on their heads. And he's like, I don't care if you but you take them to the hospital, you take a picture, and I will pay you. 
<laughs> well, I can't say I agree with that, but okay. No, I, mean... I don't agree with it, but the police would not charge them. Like, even when wow. they did find a couple of the guys, the police would not charge them. Wow, that's crazy. So it was were like, you, oh my at, gosh. Were you at that rally? Because I remember you said you were at something like that. Hmm? Were you at that rally where that happened? No, I was at the rally which followed, which was like, we're calling you out, Nenshi, for your crap. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, I mean, if, if I was into politics at that point, I might have been there, because that's pretty crazy. I, I went with my dad back in 2013, 2014. Oh, yeah. To that yeah, it's a little it's a little too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's wild. That's wild stuff. Yeah. So there's been some stuff that's happened in our city, but it's not well publicized. Mm-hmm. And well, so there is there is a lot of dissent in when it comes to Nenshi, mm-hmm. but it's not like widespread. Ah, do, like do people even know about this? Like if I brought this up to someone, would they even know that it happened? No. Yeah. yeah this was, kind this of was basically the Sun published it and the Rebel published it, and that was it. Wow. They had like their front page right after this pro-Palestine event happened, the front page was these few guys and like their faces being beaten to a pulp. Like these Jews. And they're like, this is what our mayor has let happen. Right in front of City Hall with police watching. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get, we'll get sources on that too because that is, that is some wild stuff, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Well, I hate to cut it off here, but I actually I think that's a it's not a great wrapping up point, I guess. But it's <laughs> it's um, well, it does kind of like say like if you have a certain point of view within Calgary, Canada, Alberta, wherever, if you have a, a view that goes against those in power, mm-hmm. then sometimes you can be, you'll be shut down. Even when we had. Like when we went to that pro-life rally or that pro-choice rally, and we yeah. were the dissent, yeah. and Daddy was like on the verge of being arrested. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and we're like, we didn't do anything. Yeah. So, okay. So here's something interesting. So I'll I'll talk about this for a second. So, um, we, uh, me, me, this guy, um, and one of his buddies, Danny, uh, we all went out to um to a pro-choice rally here in here in Calgary as opposition to the rally um and we just we stood there we were not we were not actively engaging we were just passive we were on the side um and we had a sign that said we're pro-life ask us why just nice and simple you don't we were not talking to anyone we weren't like we weren't engaging actively we just wanted people to be able to come to us um and like man like the the police came up to uh this danny guy and they start asking him a bunch of questions like, oh, this lady said that you, you know, stole the mic. You were trying to steal the mic from the people on stage. And he's like, what are you talking about? We've been here five minutes. You know, we've been standing in the corner over there. Like, we haven't been doing anything. Like, they were fine with us until they signed what, saw what our sign said. And then immediately she looked over at Danny, asked if, they were, if he was with us. And then she walked straight over the cops and said that we tried to steal the mic and that we tried to go on stage. Yeah. Yeah, We've that's... been standing in the same location for the past five minutes since we got here, mm-hmm. and you weren't bothering us until we flipped our sign around and it said we were pro-life. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting how that works. Eh? Um, doesn't doesn't Danny have a recording of that? <clears throat> interaction? Yes, he does. 
he does. It's only on Facebook, though, so we'll have to ask him for it. Yeah, yeah, ask him for it, because I think that would be a fun thing to, uh, an interesting thing to publish mm -hmm. here as well. Yeah, yeah so, I, and, like, it was it was funny because like i think we talked to like maybe two people that day you know well the, the rally was pretty small because it was raining and it was kind of gross out um yeah. but it was it was funny to um to see the reactions from people you know um there was some there was some guy standing in front of me with his umbrella or whatever and he wouldn't he wouldn't let me get past so like uh this guy over here steven he was talking to i don't know he's talking to some guy and yeah i was going over to talk to him hey sorry those podcasters oh yeah 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 from uh from lithuania or whatever yeah, yeah. and I, I i still haven't found their podcast because i would love to see it oh uh, yeah i know i know so anyway we talked to these we talked to these or this guy talked to some nice guys from lithuania or europe somewhere yeah. and um i i was interested i was like oh what are they talking about so i tried to i tried to you know get get over there get in the conversation and uh, there was like this wall of people with umbrellas facing towards me. They wouldn't let me get around. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I, I asked them, I'm like, hey, like, can I just get by here? I'm trying to get to my friend here. And, and they're like, no, man. And then he's like, he's just like, he's got music going. He's like, no, man. And I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> like, I see how it is. Yeah. So I waited a minute and then, you know, did a quick weave so that they couldn't. <laughs> um but yeah it was it was I, i'm let's just say i'm really glad it was as small as it was yes because i think i think any like like i think if the crowd was bigger there would have been pressure for it to be worse yeah and i think it stayed very canadian <laughs> whether that's a good or bad thing <laughs> lady who like ratted us out for standing still and not saying anything it was quite Canadian. Yeah, yeah, no, that's crazy. I would, I would love to, I'd love to put that on here and say like, here's a fun interaction from a pro-choice rally yeah. we had. <laughs> but like, it was, it was good because like the conversation that we had with our Romanian guy, mm. like I remember the conversation and I've watched the video that Danny put up a few times. Mm -hmm. and that guy was like, I didn't know you guys were pro-life. Yeah, you're, you make more sense than they do. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was funny because um we were we were talking to these guys with a podcast and uh, they were asking us questions and stuff and um <clears throat> by the end of it by the end of it uh they were confused. They're like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. Like you're 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 pro-life?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I, like I think, I think that actually makes more sense." And I'm like, "Ah." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was Despite the fact that it was raining and we had that altercation with the cops, mm. the other conversations that we had that day were quite good. Yeah, except for that one guy. You know that older guy that came around? Oh, it was, like, racist? Yeah, yeah. Th yeah like, he was actually racist. And I was like, mm, wait a minute. I, I yeah, don't want to be associated. Most of these things, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow he likes our message and that makes me very uncomfortable and I don't like it. <laughs> And sometimes it was like, okay, I'm not on board with that, but sh the other points were decently good. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd like, he'd like, make a really good like poignant argument, something we'd say, um, and then right after it, he'd be like, and you know, women, and then he'd say something like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, sir, please do not. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I think that concludes episode two I of Half Blood Hecklers. 
Yes. Um, thank you for watching. Um, we are on both LBRY and now we are on YouTube. These videos will be shared separately to Facebook. So if you want our message to get out of free speech instead of freedom of expression, please like, share, and subscribe. Amen. Typical YouTube stuff. <laughs> We're not really on YouTube solely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? You need to say you need to stay decentralized. If anything goes wrong with YouTube, we're always here, right? The, yeah. You know this this doesn't get shut down. Yeah. So. All right. Good stuff, and Stephen. All posts to any sort of social media will include both YouTube and LBRY. Yeah, and uh, this guy handles all the social media stuff. I don't like that, and I don't know how it works. So yeah. if you're ever talking to this guy, it, it, he's the one handling it. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, signing off. Right. Half Blind Hecklers, episode two. Episode two. Bye bye. All right.